Chapter 8 of Strange Pages from Family Papers. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to find out how to volunteer, please contact LibriVox.org. Strange Pages from Family Papers by T. F. Thistleton Dyer. Chapter 8 The Dead Hand. Open lock to the dead man's knock. Fly bolt and bar and band nor move, nor swerve, joint, muscle, or nerve, at the spell of the dead man's hand. From the Ingoldsby Legends One of the most curious and widespread instances of deception and credulity is the magic potency which has long been supposed to reside in the so-called hand of glory, the withered hand of a dead man. Numerous stories are told of its marvellous properties as a charm, and on the continent many a wonderful cure is said to have been wrought by its agency. Southey, it may be remembered, in his Thalaba the Destroyer, has placed it in the hands of the enchanter King Mohareb, where he would lull to sleep Zohak, the giant keeper of the caves of Babylon. And the history of this wonder-working talisman, as used by Mohareb, is thus graphically told. Thus he said, and from his wallet drew a human hand, shriveled and dry and black, and fitting as he spake a taper in his hold pursued a murderer on the stake had died i drove the vulture from his limbs and lopped the hands that did the murder and drew up the tendon strings to close its grasp and in the sun and wind parched it nine weeks exposed from the many accounts given of this dead hand, we gather that it has generally been considered necessary that the hand should be taken from a man who has been put to death for some crime. Then, when dried and prepared with certain weird ungants, it is ready for use. Sir Walter Scott, in The Antiquary, has introduced this object of superstition, making the German adventurer Dusterswiffel describe it to the assembled party among the ruins at St. Ruth's. Thus, jocosely, The hand of glory is very well known in the countries where your worthy progenitors did live, and it is a hand cut off from a dead man as he has been hanged for murder, and dried very nice in the smoke of juniper wood. Then you do take something of the thatch of the bear, and of the badger, and of the great eber, as you do call the grand boar, and of the little sucking child, as he has not been christened for that is very essential, and you do make a candle, and put into the hand of glory at the proper hour and minute, with the proper ceremonials, and he who seeketh for treasures shall never find none at all. Possessed of these mystic qualities, such a hand could not fail to find favour with those engaged in any kind of evil and enterprise, and, on account of its lulling to sleep all persons within the circle of its influence, was of course held invaluable by thieves and burglars. Thus the case is recorded of some thieves, who a few years ago attempted to commit a robbery on a certain estate in the county of Meath. To quote a contemporary account of the affair, it appears that they entered the house armed with a dead man's hand, with a lighted candle in it, believing in the superstitious notion that a candle placed in a dead man's hand will not be seen by any but by those by whom it is used and also that if a candle in a dead hand be introduced into a house, it will prevent those who may be asleep from awakening. The inmates, however, were alarmed, and the robbers fled, leaving the hand behind them. Another story communicated by the Reverend S. Baringold tells how two thieves, 
having come to a lodge in a public house with a view to robbing it, asked permission to pass the night by the fire, and obtained it. But when the house was quiet, the servant-girl, suspecting mischief, crept downstairs and looked through the keyhole. She saw the men open a sack and take out a dry withered hand. They anointed the fingers with some unguents, and lighted them. Each finger flamed, but the thumb they could not light. That was because one of the household was not asleep. The girl hastened to her master, but found it impossible to arouse him. She tried every other sleeper, but could not break the charmed sleep. At last, stealing down into the kitchen while the thieves were busy over her master's strong-box, she secured the hand, blew out the flames, and at once the whole house was aroused. Among other qualities, which have been supposed to belong to a dead man's hand, are its medicinal virtues, in connection with which may be mentioned the famous dead hand, which was, in years past, kept at Bryn Hall, Lancashire. There are several stories relating to this gruesome relic, one being that it was the hand of Father Arrowsmith, a priest, who, according to some accounts, is said to have been put to death for his religion in the time of William III. It is recorded that when about to suffer, he desired his spiritual attendant to cut off his right hand, which should ever after have power to work miraculous cures on those who had faith to believe in its efficacy. This relic, which forms the subject of one of Roby's Traditions of Lancashire, was preserved with great care in a white silk bag, and was resorted to by many diseased persons, who were reported to have derived wonderful cures from its application. Thus the case is related of a woman who, attacked with the smallpox, had this dead hand in bed with her every night for six weeks, and of a poor lad living near Manchester, who was touched with it for the cure of scrofulous sores. It has been denied, however, that Father Arrowsmith was hanged for witnessing a good confession, and Mr. Roby, in his Traditions of Lancashire, says that, having been found guilty of a rape, in all probability this story of his martyrdom, and of the miraculous attestation to the truth of the cause for which he suffered, were contrived for the purpose of preventing the scandal which would have come upon the church through the delinquency of an unworthy member. It is further said that one of the family of the Kenyans attended as under-sheriff at the execution, and that he refused the culprit some trifling favour at the gallows, whereupon Arrowsmith denounced a curse upon him, to wit that whilst the family could boast of an heir, so long they should never want a cripple, a prediction which was supposed by the credulous to have been literally fulfilled. But this story is discredited, the real facts of the case, no doubt, being that he was hanged, under sanction of an atrocious law, for no other reason but because he had taken orders as a Roman Catholic priest, and had endeavoured to prevail upon others to be of his own faith. According to another version of the story, Edmund Arrowsmith was a native of Haydock, in the parish of Winwick. He entered the Roman Catholic College of Dwy, where he was educated, afterwards being ordained priest. But in the year 1628 he was apprehended, and brought to Lancaster on the charge of being a priest, contrary to the laws of the realm, and was executed on the 26th of August, 1628, his last words being Bonne Jesu. As recently as the year 1736, a boy of twelve years, the son of Carol Howarden, of Appleton within Widnes, county of Lancaster, is stated to have been cured of what appeared to be a fatal malady by the application of Father Arrowsmith's hand, which was effected in the following manner. The boy had been ill fifteen months, and was at length deprived of the use of his limbs, with loss of his memory and impaired sight, in this condition, which the physicians had declared hopeless, it was suggested to his parents that as wonderful cures had been effected by the hand of the martyred saint, 
it was advisable to try its effects upon their afflicted child. The holy hand was accordingly procured from Bryn, packed in a box and wrapped in linen. Mrs. Howarden, having explained to the invalid boy her hopes and intentions, applied the back part of the dead hand to his back, stroking it down each side of the backbone, and making the sign of the cross, which she accompanied with a fervent prayer that Jesus Christ would aid it with his blessing. Having twice repeated this operation, the patient, who had before been utterly helpless, rose from his seat and walked about the house to the surprise of seven persons who had witnessed the miracle. From that day the boy's pains left him, his memory was restored, and his health became re-established. This mystic hand, it seems, was removed from Bryn Hall to Garswood, a seat of the Gerard family, and subsequently to the priest's house at Ashton in Makerfield. But many ludicrous tales are current in the neighbourhood, of pilgrims having been rather roughly handled by some of the servants, such as getting a good beating with a wooden hand, so that the patients rapidly retraced their steps, without having had the application of the holy hand. It is curious to find that such a ghastly relic as a dead hand should have been preserved in many a country house, and used as a talisman, to which we find an amusing and laughable reference in the Inglesby legends. Open lock to the dead man's knock, fly, bolt, and bar, and hand, nor move, nor swerve, joint, muscle, or nerve, at the spell of the dead man's hand. Sleep, all who sleep, wake, all who wake, but be as dead for the dead man's sake. The story goes on to tell how, influenced by the mysterious spell of the enchanted hand, neither lock, bolt, nor bar avails, neither stout oak panel, thick studded with nails, but, heavy and harsh, the hinges creak, though they had been oiled in the course of the week, and the door opens wide as wide may be, and there they stand, that wondrous band, lit by the light of the glorious hand, by one, by two, by three. At Danesfield, Berkshire, so called from an ancient horseshoe entrenchment of great extent near the house, supposed to be of Danish origin, is preserved a withered hand, which has long had the reputation of being that presented by Henry I to Reading Abbey, and reverence there as the hand of James the Apostle. It answers exactly to the incorrupt hand described by Hoveden, and was found among the ruins of the Abbey, where it is thought to have been secreted at the dissolution. End of chapter 8